Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. For more than a century, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell you their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. In the early 2000s, the Packers under then general manager Ted Thompson had a knack for picking up free agents off the street and converting them into productive starters. After being cut as a rookie free agent in training camp by the Houston Texans, the street is the place where the Packers found Tremont Williams in late November of 2006. Well, as you know, signed with Houston, um, went through training camp with the Texans, um, had a good training camp, and um, unfortunately didn't, didn't make it. Green Bay was the first team that called me um, when I became a free agent, um, when I got released from Houston. First workout I came to was here, came here, had a great workout. Um, they contacted my agent and, and told him that he, he, he did very well. Um, whenever we find a spot for him, he'll be the guy we bring in. Now, it didn't take till week 10 or 11 for it to happen, so I went on nine other different workouts wow. in between that time. So every week I was going to a different team. I was on a lot of people's shortlist, which was, which was good, but doing that over and over again all year long, you start to wonder, man, when is somebody really going to sign me? I'm going on all of these workouts. So nonetheless, um, when the opportunity showed up, Green Bay call uh, right before Thanksgiving. I was at my mom's house. I can remember it like it was yesterday. And um, they told me that they wanted, wanted to sign me to the practice squad. So, um, you know, I was excited from that point, point on. 2006 was Mike McCarthy's first year, right? Mm -hmm. In that coaching staff. And in the following year, you made the team, 2007. Yeah, the following year, made the team. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about, you know, you're, you're part of a real young group in 2007 that goes on kind of, I always called it the blessed season. No one expected the Packers to storm to the playoffs and actually get to the right. NFC Championship game at home. Tell me about that season. What do you remember about it? So I remember, um, I tell people all the time, um, obviously this was the first year that the Packers, um, I think actually kept six cornerbacks uh, on their roster. Um, I had a really good training camp, so I think I kind of forced their hand. I'm not going to tell them that, but <laughs> I kind of forced <laughs> their hand. But I made the team outright, as you know, um, and went throughout that season. I started off as the kick returner. That's all I did, um, kick returner. I think I was on kickoff team, and that was my job. I, 
I did my job throughout the year and um, got some opportunities down the line when a couple guys got injured and was able to take advantage of the situation. And when we got into the playoffs, it was funny because I was actually the start nickel at that point already within my first season. And um, I, I played well throughout the playoffs. So um, that that's kind of um, my remembrance from my first year. That cornerback room you were in, Al Harris, Charles Woodson, I mean, those were some great, were they great mentors for you? They were great mentors for me. The day that I got here, um, actually the first guy who took me in was a rookie just like me, which was Will Blackman. And uh, when I got here, he kind of took me in, made the place feel like home right away to me. Um, and you know, in this business, you know, people think that, you know, just because we competing, you know, that, you know, you guys are not friends, you guys are against each other, but we actually not. You know, um, like I said, the guy took me in right away, um, showed me the ropes, and as I said, I was able to settle in right away, and that was a good thing for me. Woodson made a great impression on you and Nick Collins and uh, later Sam Shields, who came in as a rookie in the 2010 season. What exactly was that relationship like? What did he do? What did he show you that maybe you guys didn't know? Um, a bunch of different things, really. Um, just... First and foremost, um, just how to watch film. Coming up as a football player, you know, you think that just because you're watching film, you actually know what you're doing. Um, obviously, if you watch enough of it, you'll pick up some tendencies. Yeah. But some of the things that he showed us, it was so efficient the way that he watched film. And he saw it different than the coaches. Sometimes the coaches would come in and be like, nah, Wilson, that ain't it. But then Wilson would show them exactly what he see. And they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, that we see what you see now. <laughs> you know, we see what you see now. So it was, it was certain things that he watched. Um, for example, um, a lot of teams may be hard to break down. But for me, if I can't pick up all of the formations that this team do, I may go back and see whether receivers are lining up, whether they're lining up on the hash mark, whether they're lining up at the top of the numbers, whether they're lining up at the bottom of the numbers. It may tell me what routes they're, that they're doing. So I had so many different ways that I can look at film and figure out what guys were doing, and it slowed the game down. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, and, and you had a great season uh, in 2010, as did the team. But it came with a certain amount of... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there were some moments where injuries had piled up to the point that um, a lot of us on the outside looking in said, well, they, they're talented, but maybe it's not their year. Was that ever the feeling inside the team as you guys headed toward what became ultimately a Super Bowl season? I don't think that ever creeped up in our mind, crept up in our mind um, for the simple fact. Um, I don't know if anyone else feel the same way that I feel, but the one game that I felt like really turned our season around was was within a loss. Was it was within a loss, and it was against uh, the New England Patriots. 
we obviously didn't have air in that game. Um, we had Matt Flynn at quarterback. Matt came in and done an excellent job. I think Matt might have threw for 450 yards. Um, and I feel like the only reason we lost that game because we ran out of time. That sounds crazy, huh? Yeah. That we ran out of time. But I felt the only reason we lost that game because we ran out of time. And we were saying to ourselves, we said, man, this is a Super Bowl caliber team that we just lost to with our backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. We had our real guy. I think we were ready to go defend our title. And you didn't lose again after, after that. We didn't lose again after that. Yeah. And I felt like that was the difference. I feel like we all came together and we were like, man, we, we, we got something here. We knew the ability that we had. We felt like we had the most talented team in the league already. But as you said, we had those injuries that, you know, kind of derailed us a little bit. Um, but at the same time, we felt like we was finding that niche for where we needed to go. That season began in Philadelphia. And I don't know if you were aware, but this is 2010, and the Packers had not won a game in Philadelphia since 1962, okay? Right. Um, so here now, you beat Philadelphia, you finally win an opening day, mm -hmm. and now you're, you have to go and play them again in right. a wild card game. What are the chances of the Packers gonna win two games in Philadelphia in one year? You know, but here they, here they were, you guys are on the lead, you're protecting a, what, about a five point lead, and Michael Vick, has the Eagles and he's driving into Green Bay territory and tell me what happened next on that pass into the end zone. We knew that we had to keep him out the end zone. I was in off coverage and uh, Riley Cooper just ran a go route down the field and um, I didn't actually think Mike was going to throw the ball. I didn't think Mike was going to throw the ball. I was on the top, on top of the guy the whole time and I got my eyes around it. and I tell a lot of guys, I said as a DB, people say that we can't catch. But I said, the reason why we can't catch is because we can't track the ball out of the quarterback hands like the receivers do. So our job is to try to find the ball. We call it fl flash. If you can find the ball in the flash, then you're good. So I was able to see the ball actually come out of Mike's hand. And if I can track the ball out of your hands, I'm catching it. Like it, wow. it's hands down, I'm, I'm catching it. So I, I try to tell the DBs nowadays, the ones who I coach up now, um, and try to track the ball as fast as you can because the faster you get your eyes on the ball, the more plays you'll make. In the Super Bowl run of 2010, you could make the point that the Packers never get to Dallas in Super Bowl 45 without Tremont's interceptions in the first two games of the postseason. The first to clinch the wild card win at Philadelphia in the final minute. And a week later in Atlanta, where his pick six just before halftime staked the Packers to a 14-point lead. For me, it was kind of a perfect storm. What I mean by perfect storm is that I knew what was going to happen. The defensive coordinator knew what was going to happen. The whole defense knew what was about to happen. And the crazy part about that play, we wasn't ready at the snap because they were moving so fast, but we know what their short, short yardage play is. Plus, they was only trying to get in field goal range. So they, we knew exactly what they were fin was finna do. And when the ball was snapped, I just kind of clicked and just kind of ran right underneath that, uh, drove on that out route. And um, it was a win-win for us all. We went from the underdogs to the top dogs, I feel like, at that point. And Rodgers had a brilliant game. Uh, brilliant game. Phenomenal game. game. And so you go to the NFC Championship game in Chicago the next week, and the offense has the momentum. They get off to a good start, but then they kind of bogged down. And it came down to the defense. 
Remember B.J. Raji dancing with, right. <laughs> with the interception return for a touchdown? But somehow the Bears are back in it. They always are. It's never over. And somebody named Caleb Haney is driving them for the tying right. score in the final seconds of the game. And your understudy, or your, your guy, Sam Shields, who by then as a rookie had become the nickelback, picks right. it off. Um, tell me about that and that whole situation in Chicago, that game. So as you said before, we knew going into Chicago that we feel like anytime we play Chicago, we dominate them. But when we look up on the scoreboard, it's still close. Yeah. That's a division opponent, obviously. So we knew that. And like you said, we had a, a guy, Caleb Handy, who came into the game. Now, this is a guy who comes into the game. You haven't had any film study on him. You don't know what he's able to bring to the table, right. the whole nine. Now we got to kind of figure out on the run what this guy is capable of doing. So now kind of quickly we found out what this guy was capable of doing. We don't know if it was the game of his life, but he was doing well for his team. Um, and we know we had to make that stop. Um, we felt like we had the players, the playmakers that we always have. And when it came down to the defense side of the ball, we pride ourselves doing that. So obviously, like you said, Sam Shields came up with the big play. And at that point, Sam had then rose from kind of from a puppy to a, to a big dog at that point. First half of the season, you know, he was still kind of learning, had the training wheels on him. Second half of the season, took the training wheels off and let him do what he do. Wow, and so you guys make it to the Super Bowl. Um, tell me about your remembrance of that day. and what, what, Did anything in particular stand out to you as you took part in, in all that was the Super Bowl? I can kind of remember almost everything um, just from the bus ride to the stadium, you know, what suit I had on, you know, the, the whole nine. Um, I can remember everything, but um, I think one of the most famous things that we can remember, um, unfortunately, when Woodson got hurt and, uh, you know, we had to go in for halftime and, you know, Woodson is our leader. And um, to see this what this guy played for, he played for Super Bowls, all that Woodson to think about it right now, Wilson is going to the Hall of Fame, the whole nine, if everybody feel like that's the epitome of what guys play the game for. Mm -hmm. That ain't what he played the game for. He played the game to win a Super Bowl. That was his ultimate goal, to win a Super Bowl. So for him to have to go out of that game, um, we kind of felt for him. We felt for him, and then we went in the locker room, and he, and he made a speech to us. You can feel all the emotions that he had running through him. So that alone made us want to win that game for him. So the, the, the win that game was awesome. It was such a roller coaster. I mean, you guys defensively turned them over three times. The offense capitalized with touchdowns and all three turnovers. But in the second half, it's going back and forth. And uh, there's that big play made by Clay Matthews and Ryan Pickett. Um, they're just that, that game kind of encapsulized your season. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Quick start, adversity hits come back and you know get the job done that was it had to be the high point of your career it was it was man um as we said came down to the defense again that was the epitome of the season i mean we was top defense that year but it came down to the defense and we took pride in that situation it came down to the defense in it, three of those playoff three games of those playoff you know games. what i mean when you think about it and, and i i you know you look back now and the packers haven't been back to the super bowl and i maintain a lot of it has to do with the fact that the defense 
hasn't been able to when the offense struggles in the postseason. And your offense struggled in Chicago. It really did. Absolutely. Uh, and Pittsburgh came back on you guys uh, in the Super Bowl. But your defense was always there to make a play. And that's kind of the difference from what I've seen. Right. And you played in, on a lot of those teams that after the Super Bowl, including 2011. Right. Where it just didn't work it out. It wasn't the same. Wasn't I mean, the same. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Um, you ch you try to figure yourself out. Um, go back and do self scout on yourself on your defense. Um, one thing you know about winning the Super Bowl is every team is after you now. It's going to be those same um, teams who go back and watch film and see what we did all year long, and they're going to pick up on those things. And now we need to make adjustments. And I don't think that we ever really did a great job of making adjustments, you know, schematically to what we were doing because, you know, we were top dogs at that point. So everybody's coming for you and you're going to be the guys on display. And I don't think we made the adjustments to that. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A 15-year NFL career cornerback is rare indeed. And Tremont credits his wife for that. So, my wife actually... Um, played professional basketball overseas in Poland. And, um, you know, she grew up as an athlete too, so she understand the grind that we go to go through. She understand um, the time that I need when, when I'm at home, how much time I need to, need to watch my film and all of those different things. And she handled all of these things behind the scenes. And not only that, but, you know, I was, also able to bounce things off of her, you know, when I get home, all right, babe, what you think about this play? What you think that he's gonna do? Because she had a mind just for athletics and sports. So it was, it was beautiful to me, you know? I don't think many relationships have that. You know, my wife always asks me all the time, she say, what would you do if I didn't like sports? I say, babe, I don't know. <laughs> I say, I, I don't know, but, um, I think just being able to go home and, and have someone who understand me and um, who's able to pick me up, you know, when it gets tough at work and I'm able to come home and, and she understands that. Everybody don't get that, so it was, it was, it was beautiful. Tremont finished his career in Green Bay in unprecedented fashion. He became the first player in the history of the league to dress for two different franchises in the same postseason. In the 2021 postseason, the Ravens cut Tremont after their loss in the divisional round. The Packers signed him the following week, and he dressed for the NFC Championship game. Tremont Williams retired in 2021, fittingly as a Packer, capping a remarkable career. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 